You're listening to Access and Expand, conversations that offer you access to information that expands your mind. I'm your host, Tiffany Curran. So I think it's time that we talk about um, that my dogs <laughs> and the situation with my dogs. Um, whenever I record at home, just for sake of ease, especially like these Tuesday drops when there's no one here. It just makes sense to not have to go set up at my office. My office is not here. It's off-site. It's next town over. So um, now, of course, because we're talking about them, they'll probably be like quiet as ever. But I was just recording before, and they were so nonstop that I had to stop the recording. So I wanted to talk about dogs, why I have them, why I love them, where I got them, and uh, the benefits and also maybe the drawbacks. Now stay with me on this. I have three dogs. So if I thought there were real drawbacks, I wouldn't have them, right? But so, um, so yeah, so I have three dogs, Sugar, Rocco, and Trixie. And I'm saying their names in the order that I got them. Right, Trixie? And um, they are like toddlers when their mom's on the phone. So the minute I put on my headsets to record, they decide they're going to play. I don't know if they feel the energy shift or whatever, but they decide they're going to play. They're going to look for bones that have fallen under the couch mysteriously and magically. Um, They're going to bark, alert, whatever. So... When I got my first dog, well, I've had dogs before. When I was uh, married to my first husband, we had um, someone, his sister had given him a dog, a six-week-old pit bull named Obi. He named him Obi, I think, or they did. And I was like, baby killer. I had no idea. (laughs) This was a long, this over 25 years ago. I had no idea that they were awesome dogs. And um, so we were still living at our parents' homes. Um, and then we moved into apartments. We couldn't take him, so he stayed with uh, my ex-husband's mom. And then when we bought a house, he lived with us for a while. Um, so we had him, and then after my son was born, we tried getting a Boston Terrier, like a rescue. But we rescued from like a list, like Craigslist or something. I don't remember what the list was a long time ago. And um, she had been, um, we were told that she was a, a failed, like, like a, what's that called? That, you know, when the dogs, so it's a puppy mill dog, that she didn't have the body to be able to give birth. She was too small or something like that. There was some surgery that we saw that something, whatever. But my son was too young, and it really was not a great situation. She didn't love children, so we found her a friend who had two other uh, Bostons to live with. But when... Um, when I, I'm sorry, I just got lost my train of thought. When I, um, when my son was old enough that he could sort of take care of himself, which basically means when my son was old enough to understand that if he was throwing up and I had to walk the dogs, I had to walk the dogs or whatever. Like he didn't need 100% care. When I was living, because I got divorced, I was living with just my son for many, many years and wasn't like, what, what would I, how could I care for two beings if one was sick? 
So when he was old enough, we went in search of a chocolate lab for unknown reasons. I just was like, I want a chocolate lab, probably because it's chocolate, but I wanted to rescue. And so I found these cute little chocolate lab, lab puppies that were at a rescue called Pause to Your Heart. And um, I had reached out to the person who does the, you know, uh, the adoptions and filled out an application. And she's like, come meet me in Lafayette, which is about 30 minutes from here. And I'll bring the puppies. So she came, we went and she brought these super cute puppies. They were really rambunctious and she knew I wanted a house dog. And then she's like, I also brought this dog. <laughs> There we go. There's the dog. And she brought out um, this black, black lab mix, right? So pit bull lab, whatever mix, who had dandruff all over her, had part of her body shaved. She had been hit by a Jeep after running away from her foster and had pins in her legs. They said she'd never walk more than a block, um, but she'd be a great house dog. She was like a nervous Nelly. So, of course, I thought, no one's going to take her if I don't, because <laughs> she was a mess, very skinny and whatever. So we took her, and we had her in the trunk. You'll hear Trixie. Is that you, Trix? Yeah, she's chewing a toy. So thank you, dogs, for showing up for your podcast. Um, so we put her in the trunk of my SUV in a crate, because I had no idea what I was doing. And she was terrified, and I put some treats in there so that she'd feel safe. <laughs> So she, in pure sugar form, she's now eight or nine, still nervous. She had diarrhea all over the crate and then tried to cover it with the treats. So that was like our initiation with sugar. We had a long drive. So I get her home, take her, throw her in the bath to wash her off. That was the last time she stepped foot in the bath. She's, well, once she did, but <laughs> that's another story. She's terrified. Uh, of the bath because I, you know, was terrified and it, I think it was just probably a little traumatic for her. So we had her for about a year. She wouldn't walk from one room to the other without someone walking beside her. She was great outside. And by the way, she was running after I think three days. So they weren't right about her not being able to walk far. She was probably just always crated and always tight. So after about a year, we realized she's terrified to be in the house. And I very briefly dated a guy who um, said to me, you know, she, she needs a partner. She needs another dog to show her the way. And he was sort of right. I mean, she's still nervous, but she loves being around other dogs. So um, I found this really cute Jack Russell Terrier mix, Jack Russell Italian Greyhound mix from, what was the shelter? Bloomingdale Animal Shelter and Services in Bloomingdale. And his name was Bastin. And he was super cute. And so when we arranged the meetup, they wanted to make sure our dogs liked each other. So they bring this dog over, who's just over a year old. And um, Sugar, unbeknownst to me, had come down with a kennel cough that she got while playing at, a, at an indoor play place. Like there was a, baby, a babysitting, dog babysitting place. And she got kennel cough. But I didn't know that yet. So she was just shedding, right? It's called shedding. I think that's what it's called. So she was contagious. But uh, so he comes in, pisses all over everything in true male form, male dog form. And uh, the next day she was at the hospital in an oxygen tank. So literally sugar was at the 
emergency animal care, and Rocco was nude in the house. And uh, he was bratty and obnoxious, couldn't pick him up without getting bitten, peeing all over everything. And But those few days where Sugar was at the vet, coming back to herself in an oxygen tank, getting antibiotics through the air, um, Rocco got to settle in. And so when Sugar returned, she was low man on the totem pole. She was still recovering and tired, but she's also a back of the pack dog. So she's always looking behind her. He's like a leader. He's like Napoleon. You know, he's like little and obnoxious. Uh, my husband calls Rocco the nemesis, probably because he sleeps with me in between us. <laughs> so anyway, I had these two dogs for a few years and um, I was really loving the relationship that they had. And they were in training and, you know, failing miserably at it. But um, I was really in the dog world. And um, my mom had a heart attack. My mom had a heart attack. It was major for me. I knew something wasn't right. I was taking her to the doctor. It wasn't going well. And then um, literally I got a call that um, she was in a lot of pain the night before. She had already had all this, like, you know, all the tests before. She must have been about to have the heart attack. So, um, you know, we had to rush. My, my dad rushed her to the hospital. I met her there. Um, they had to put a stent in. I was with her for the beginning before the surgery. And I was really thrown. And I, I felt really um, afraid of losing my mother. And so people were asking me, because I guess word gets out, right? How's your mom? And there were, there was a lot of like people getting in my face about how's your mom? How's your mom? How's your mom? And I didn't want to deal with people. I just wanted to be with my mom and everybody else leave me alone. And so somehow I decided it would be a great idea to get a dog. So uh, she had her heart attack on May 17th and clear the shelters, which was in July, end of July. Um, one of my dog's trainers, Nikki, went out in search of a dog for me and found this little, I don't know what she is, like red, sharpe, boxer, Frenchy blend dog who looks like a carrot cake, the color of a carrot cake. Right, sissy? Where's she at? Come here. Come here. Of course, you're quiet now. She's staring at me. She knows she's being talked about. So I had seen her pictures, um, you know, unlike, what is that? I don't even remember. I, I think I blocked the site from my mind because I don't want to look for more. I do want to look for more dogs. That's why I blocked the site from my mind. And so she looked, she's going to be really big and she looked really scary. And they're like, no, 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 she's adorable. And, and she's, she looks like she's pretty much full grown. She was the youngest dog we ever got. She was seven months old, which was super young. Very puppy-like, right, mama? Um, I had to have her spayed, which was a nightmare. Like I was worried terribly about her. But anyway, so, um, you know, they wanted to meet the other dogs we couldn't arrange it. They wanted to meet the whole family. My husband was at the shore for the weekend with two of the kids. Somehow, I can't actually tell you how because I have no idea. We got this dog without all that stuff. So, because I knew they'd be fine, right? I just grabbed them, called the trainer. She said, walk all three dogs together, let them meet that way, you know, and then just watch them. And now Rocco's growling at something. So um, 
It took a, a while for them to adjust, at least a month. They started to really adjust to each other, and that was magic. You know, to have three beings in my home who are honest all the time, right? They may not be sweet all the time. They might be um, work. They might be, you know, I don't know. I mean, because they're pretty nice dogs. But, you know, I knew that they were always going to be honest, and I knew they were always going to uh, show up in the same way. So, like, for me, it felt like I, I didn't have to worry about explaining how I was feeling because they felt it. I didn't have to entertain them. I just had to feed them and walk them and show up for them. So, you know, what I love about dogs is just that. They're honest. So if a dog's mad, he's going to growl or she's going to growl. Hopefully, right? Hopefully they'll warn you. And uh, if your dog is excited, they might jump or run to the door or whatever. And when your dog cuddles with you, it's just sincerely for the sake of cuddling. It's not because they want something more from you. Um, feed them, walk them, maybe play with them. Right, tricks? Maybe, you know, do some fun things with them. But dogs really just want to be in the home. And so um, that's what I love. And so when I spoke about where I got my dogs, I got them each from different shelters. So Pause Your Heart uh, doesn't exist anymore. That was out in Lafayette, New Jersey. And then Bloomingdale Animal Shelter and Services is Bloomingdale, New Jersey, which is, I believe it's Mars County. And then Trixie was from, gosh, I don't remember. What is that place Trixie was from? Oh my, that's interesting. I can't remember for the life of me. And um, it's really close by. There were two locations and it's all now foster based because the person who started the rescue, I think got sick. I'm not really sure, I can't remember. I'll have to put it in the notes. But, um, you know, people, there's a lot of adopt, don't shop, and rescue's my favorite breed, and all that. And I know people who've bought their dogs from breeders and feel like, you know, it's really uncomfortable that people talk like that. So I'm not saying don't get, get a dog from a breeder. I'm saying it's not something that I would do. And here's why. There are so many dogs without homes. There are so many dogs without homes. Why not give dogs who need homes the homes they need. And you know, uh, the thing is that, yes, there is a place. Breeders have, they're breeding dogs. Those dogs need home too. Need homes too. But the breeders wouldn't be breeding if people weren't buying dogs. And again, to those of you, I have a lot of friends who bought dogs. I'm not, you know, judging you. I'm just saying my opinion, my decision for having a dog is I don't want dogs to be put down because they have nowhere to go. And there are a lot of no-kill shelters, but they only have so much room. And they would have more room if people rescued the dogs. So, you know, for those of you who have dogs, think, think for a moment about what it feels like or what it might feel like if you got the news that your dog was really sick and there was a way that you could keep the dog alive and healthy. Of course... If you had the means, you would keep your dog alive and healthy. We don't just let our dogs die. 
right? And if our dog dies or when our dog dies, God forbid, it's really intense. We cry a lot. We have a lot of feelings. And yet there are dogs dying every day in shelters because there's no room for them. And so for me, why would I not at least do my part to choose dogs that are living in shelters? That's how I see it. And, um, you know, I, I mean, there are shelters, like, like if you want a specific breed, there's breed-specific shelters, right? You can do rescues, or rather, you can do terrier rescues, and you can do lab rescues and all those things. Um, there's hundreds of amazing rescues that I could probably point you at in five minutes. And they don't make any money when people think they make money. You have no idea. <laughs> they do not make any money. This is all like from the heart. And so I feel really connected to rescuing dogs from shelters, from, you know, from the as I watch my dogs play, I'm watching them play and I'm thinking what would their life have been like if they weren't here, if they didn't have each other, if they didn't have this home. Rocco, oh my God, no one would keep him. <laughs> He's really loud. He barks a ton all the time. Here we go. Um, and you know, for those of you who have dogs that you got from breeders, I hope you can still appreciate what I'm saying. And appreciate that this podcast is really about loving dogs and doing good things to take care of them. <laughs> oh my God. Great day to podcast. Hey, my neighbor's horn goes off every time they turn the car on or off. It's very strange. Uh, so with that, um, the, the things about dogs that aren't, aren't the greatest for me, I do not love to pick up poop. I do it, but my husband does it more. And we have a dog walker who uh, takes our dogs three days a week for a walk. So right now, our dog walker, who is Nanny G, is on leave. And there's a woman we call Aunt Stephanie who comes and walks the dogs and makes them feel really happy. And it's a great investment because it alleviates some of the stress associated with the walks and the poops and all that stuff and the attention. So when our life gets really busy, we know that someone's here to take care of them and to help out that they know and that they care about, they feel safe with. Um, and the other thing, of course, is just like <laughs> the vet bills are, are, are not great. Hold on, Rocco. So Trixie has a skin condition that requires um, allergy shots once a month and daily pills. And she's on a salmon-only diet. We're trying to eliminate food that might be causing it. We don't know if it's environmental. Guys, hey, Rocco, good boy. Um, but that's expensive, you know, and um, Sugar's had uh, cysts removed and issues with her. Her, her, it's her, you know, she had been hit by a car before we got her, so we had issues with that. So, and the reason why I'm telling you this is because it's important to know what you're getting into because it's great to want to give your family or to have for yourself a companion, a dog, someone awesome. But um, it, you have to know that, that with that comes responsibility. It comes the bills of a vet, vet appointments and, um, you know, the money for food 
And for someone to care for them when you're away, I have someone come to my house and stay at my house because I have three dogs and displacing three dogs is not a great idea, in my opinion. Um, sometimes trainers, I spent thousands of dollars in training and my dogs are still mildly, mildly behaved. They're, they're pretty wild. So it's like consistent effort 100% of the time. So, and I don't want to do that. So there's a lot. And uh, keeping all that in mind, in my opinion, it's worth every penny because it's lives. It's, it's beings who are fleshing out our family and helping us feel loved and loving. And um, they make us laugh. And they're there to cuddle. And also, um, you know, I think our lives would be a little less dimensional without dogs. Um, so, you know, that's basically what I'm here for. And I, like I said, decided to talk about it today because I wasn't really sure what I was going to podcast on and these guys won't stop barking. <laughs> but now, of course, they stopped. So uh, they'll also make a fool of me. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. So um, if you're thinking about getting a dog, let me know below what you think and what you're looking for for your family. And be really clear um, when you're looking for a dog what your family needs and wants. So if you see a really beautiful uh, Great Dane and you don't have the space for a Great Dane, maybe think about something else. Or if you um, want a really quiet dog, calm dog, probably a Jack Russell's not your best bet. And know that the personality of the dog that you meet at the shelter is the dog at the shelter. It's not the dog in your home. It's not the dog exposed to your energy. So that can change. So just allow the space for your dogs to show you who they are over the course of time. Like maybe foster before you adopt and see how that goes. Um, if you have children or plan on having children, make sure the dog's child-friendly. And if you uh, do have kids, teach them how to treat the dogs. The dogs are not their puppy. They're not their, um, you know, their stuffed animals to pick up and play with. They're animals. And so as you work through the idea of how to take care of a dog and love a dog, remember that the dog is a being, a living being that deserves respect and deserves to have its own space. The crate is a great space to let the dogs go to when they're feeling overwhelmed and no one should be allowed in but the dog so um and there's a thousand amazing people books trainers and shelters that i can point you in the direction of if you're interested but i just wanted to take a moment here to honor and value the lives of my three dogs and the way in which they've changed my life and hoping that maybe this conversation will open your eyes up to the possibility of this unconditional love that our dogs provide. Thank you for listening to Access and Expand the Conversations with Tiffany Karen. If you like this, please go ahead and share the link.